0: And they shall name him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. When Joseph awoke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took her as his wife, but had no marital relations with her until she had borne a son, and he named him Jesus. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you. Christmas Eve, the pastor invited the children to come up where she held up the pieces of a beautiful nativity set. She asked the kids if they had something like this at home, and they all, most of them, said they did. She said, Have your mom and dad ever told you what you call a collection like this? And with a very serious look on her face, one little girl nodded and said, Breakable. <laughs> Same with okay. Two um, sisters had been given parts in the Sunday school Christmas program. At night, uh, they got into an argument about who had the most important role. Finally, the 10 year old said to her younger sister, Well, you just ask mom, and she'll tell you it's a lot harder to be a virgin than it is to be an angel. (laughs) A Sunday school teacher asked her class, What was Jesus' mother's name? And the child, one of them answered, Mary. The teacher then asked, and can anybody tell me what Jesus' father's name was? The little boy raised his hand quickly. He said, he said, virgin <laughs> Yeah, I know, you see it coming. Um, <laughs> confused, the teacher said, um, where did you get that? To which the boy replied, well, you know, that says all the time about Virgin Mary. <laughs> okay, I should have stopped after two. Well, his name wasn't Virg; it was Joseph. Everybody knows that. As it turns out, however, we know very little more than that when it comes to this man uh, who, generally speaking, is the main character in our text for today, but who beyond that is not mentioned uh, hardly anywhere in scripture at all. In those very few places in scripture where he is Mentioned, He is never, not even once, quoted. There's not any mention anywhere in scripture of any specific thing that Joseph ever out loud said about his faith, about his family, about his dreams, about his hopes, about his love. He was silent about it all. So he was Lutheran, we presume. Actually, when it comes to Joseph presuming, uh, Reading really between the lines, and then to uh, make the best deductions and inferences about him that we can, is about all we can do. And so, for example, noticing that unlike his wife, Joseph is never mentioned in all of the stories that are told later about uh, his son in the Gospels. Joseph's never mentioned, which leads most, it's almost universally presumed uh, that Joseph had died by then, which leads many to assume this is not universal, but it's, it's quite common, the assumption that perhaps Joseph was older than Mary, perhaps um, even considerably older. She, and this is almost, almost known for certain from what we know of traditions of the time, she was a teenager, probably 14, 15, uh, just 16 tops, because in those days when a young woman was physically able uh, to, um, to have children and raise a family, she was given in marriage to start having children and raising a family. It was not uncommon, however, in those days, um, for fathers to give their daughters um, to someone as older. Uh, Perhaps someone who uh, could provide for his daughter. Perhaps because someone had already established a career. You know, maybe something in the building trades. Perhaps a carpenter, for example. Sometimes too, of course, the reason a man who got married might be both financially secure and older than his bride would be because he was a widower, one who had been previously married but whose first wife had died. That assumption is actually quite commonly held uh, by a group of people who have, I think, a, um, a misguided theological and pietistic need to explain away the fact that it does say in the Bible that Jesus had siblings. I say that some are misguided in their need to explain that because they have this belief born of this piety that the Virgin Mary was of course so, so spiritual, spiritual, spiritual with with holy, holy, holiness that surely, surely, absolutely never she ever in her whole life did something as, well, not holy, not spiritual as having sex. Because, I mean, goodness sake, her womb was the womb of our Lord and Savior. So wanting to believe that Mary, uh, and some do want to believe that Mary, her whole life never stopped being the Virgin Mary, um, some do jump to assume that, of course, Joseph was a widower who brought children into the marriage from his previous marriage. And, of course, because, I mean, the Virgin Mary, uh, he and she remain celibate for the duration of their life together. Uh, we have comment on that before moving on. Given, given the Christmas miracle that Jesus became human, that the Word became flesh, I think people who define spirituality and holiness in ways that make us less human rather than more fully and perfectly human Now something very fundamental, very backwards, compared to the story of the Christmas miracle is the beginning of. Back to the story, we don't know. All we can do is read between the lines when it comes to Joseph's age. Whether it's this established business, however, or a fledgling enterprise, one thing we do know, uh, because the Bible says this, um, we know that he was a carpenter. Jesus is referred to elsewhere as the carpenter's son. Which leads me to believe that surely, uh, just like my wife, whose father was a band director but uh, by day, but he was a woodworker by night down at his shop. It just leads me to believe that Jesus, like Kathy, had memories, Joseph, J- Jesus did, had memories of, of times when, was as a little child, he was with his dad in his dad's carpentry shop. And surely, too, this leads me to believe That just like my wife, Jesus, this whole life long, whenever he smelled the smell of lumber or sawdust, he remembered, he smelled his father. And that, of course, if you're me anyway, uh, leaves you unable not to ponder whether or not Jesus, amidst all of the, the hate and ugliness that surrounded him then, smelled any of the memory of his love of his father and the aroma of the lumber that was the lumber of a cross. Don't know, right? Although we do know, science does tell us, that no human sense is linked more acutely to memory than the sense of smell. Another thing we do know is that Joseph, Jesus' father, was a Jewish father, which means surely he brought his son to Jewish worship and taught him the Jewish scriptures. We don't know, we aren't told, again we're left to imagine, what might or might not ever have crossed his mind as he taught the word of God to the son of God. There are actually two stories in the Bible in which Joseph is the primary character two the one which we will hear next week Sunday takes place after his son's birth when warned by a god by God in a dream that King Herod's soldiers were coming to look for and kill the newborn king Joseph took his wife and his son to Egypt where as refugee immigrants fleeing violence in their homeland they were welcomed and they remained until Herod died The other of the two and only two stories featuring Joseph, albeit still in a non-speaking role, is that story which we just read. That story from Matthew 1, 18 to 25 which tells us of the time when Joseph found out that his beautiful young bride-to-be was, well, as the King James Version says so eloquently, was with child. Know this for sure The only two people in the world, there were only two people in the world, Mary and Joseph, who knew one thing as an absolute certain fact. They both knew that Joseph wasn't the father of Mary's little one. They both knew that for a fact because they both knew for a fact they had not been together as such. Mary alone knew And Joseph is asked to believe that she was yet a virgin, for her pregnancy was a miraculous act of God. Joseph, and not one of us who makes even half an attempt to put ourselves in his sandals will fault him for this. Joseph, the Bible tells us, didn't believe it. What impresses me is what it says he did do even without believing. Interesting to consider that sometimes faith is seen in what we do because we believe. Here we see Joseph's faith in in what he did even without believing. Matthew 19 Jesus being a right Joseph being a righteous man and unwilling to expose Mary to public disgrace. planned to dismiss her privately. Few words of explanation. In those days, the man and a woman engaged to each other were in a relationship that was as legally binding as a marriage. To break the engagement was of this equal uh, legal uh, significance of of a divorce. Also in those days, the engaged couple, though legally bound to each other, were not to live with each other and were not to uh, have a sexual relationship with each other that was clearly understood to be reserved for marriage. Also in those days, to have sex with someone else, someone other than the person you were engaged to, was regarded as adultery and the punishment for adultery in those days was to be stoned to death. Joseph didn't believe Mary. How could he possibly have believed her when she told him the news? He knew, right? He knew as a fact that the only explanation there was was that she was an adulteress who had been with another man. Can you imagine, feel any of the wound in his heart? The sense of betrayal in his heart? The anger in his heart? Can you then imagine how easily deeply hurt, he could have responded in kind, dragging her into the street, shouting, you whoring slut, and then picking up one of the stones that would now be thrown at her until she was dead. And the law would be on his side. But Joseph, though he by all could have done that. Didn't do that. Instead, writes Matthew, he resolved to dismiss her quietly, sparing her shame, perhaps sparing her life. And why did he do that? Instead of doing what, by rights, he could have done, because, says Matthew, he was a righteous man. Righteous, unfortunately, being a word that is so often these days misused and misunderstood to mean self-righteous, judgmental, holier than thou, which is not what the word means and is exactly what Matthew is not saying about Joseph, for Joseph was righteous in the Bible's true sense of the word, righteous with a heart whose heart beat, pulsed, with love for God and with the love of God. God who, in that holy child, who even now, within Mary's womb, had a heart of his own that was beating. God who, through that child, would reach to a fallen world, not with law, but with mercy. Joseph, believing what he believed, he did know for a fact, by all rights, could have destroyed Mary. Instead, he resolved to show mercy to her. Thinking of that, if you're me, leads you to think of a different biblical scene to take place 30 years down the road, a scene in which a woman who, in this case, was caught in the very act of adultery. There's no ambiguity about this one. um, Is dragged out to Jesus' feet. And the judgmental, holier-than-thou, self-righteous say to Jesus, Teacher, the law says she'll be stoned to death. What do you say? And do you remember? He said... Let the one who was without sin throw the first stone. It's always important to notice there actually was someone in that story who was without sin. He didn't pick up a stone. He picked up a cross. I read this story of Joseph and Mary in Matthew 1. and I think of that story of Jesus and that adulteress in John 8. And then what I imagine is that the mercy shown by Je- Jesus in John 8 is actually mercy shown by a man whose, whose heart beat with the same pulse as did the hearts of both of his fathers. Back to Joseph, the decision to divorce Mary was made apparently at night. And so he um, decided to sleep on it. And what he did, according to Matthew 1, verse 20, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. That's what the word Jesus means, he will save. This will fulfill what the prophet said. A virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and he shall be called Emmanuel, which means God is with us. And Joseph awoke and did as the Lord commanded him. He took Mary as his wife, but had no marital relations with her until she had borne a son, and he named him Jesus. Soon now, Soon and very soon, we will recall and celebrate with joy the birth of the Savior, the birth of Mary and Joseph's boy. As that day, Christmas Day, nears, and Advent, the season of preparing for his coming nears an end, I invite you uh, to consider Joseph, the man whom God apparently deemed prepared to be, well, the stepdad of his only begotten. Consider Joseph and doing that, consider this. Maybe no one is better prepared to see and welcome and even be part of what God is up to next in the world than the one who is kind and merciful and believes that God is with us with us and keeping his promises including keeping them sometimes midst circumstances we can't imagine righteousness would have anything to do with except that they are circumstances love cannot but have everything to do with for Joseph's son is Emmanuel whose name is Jesus who came and comes to the world not just where it is most beautiful, but also, and most beautifully of all, comes to the world and to you where it is found the most need for the beauty of his mercy.